Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to a special edition of I've Been Thinking with Lincoln. Lincoln, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. And what do you think about this special edition? I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm actually humbled that I get to get my own special edition, but we just have so much to talk about that this is needed. You're right. You're right. We have a couple of things, in fact, that we've been discussing, and we're going to continue that discussion for our listeners And perhaps they would like to join in and share their opinion by calling 865-409-1170 or leaving a comment on the comment section, which would be found on www.talkingwitht.com. But let's just jump right into it. So one of the things we've been discussing that's been recently in the news and all over the media is the whole Colin Kaepernick stance against police brutality in which he did a peaceful and silent protest by simply taking a knee during the national anthem. And I thought about that, and I said, okay, you know, that's his thing. And as I thought about it more, and as people started to attack his decision to protest in that way, as others decided to join him in solidarity to say, you know, we believe the same things, I kept thinking, you know, am I jumping on the bandwagon, am I not? But I decided, for me, that taking a knee is appropriate because the flag, the anthem, all are symbols. And they are symbols to represent the greatness that this country is intended to be. And a lot of that means equality, justice for all, peace, unity, and all of those things. And so I believe the analogy I used last week was, It's like singing happy birthday and baking a birthday cake for someone who's dead. I have nothing against the cake. I have nothing against the song when it is appropriate. So until those things are appropriately honored, until this country, I guess, puts his money where his mouth is, then whether it's taking a knee, doing the worm, or however you want to protest, um, I don't think that I'm going to disagree with that. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, I think people have a right to stand or not stand in the United States. I also think that the NFL players or the league owners want their team members to stand, and they must do so. Just like the NBA started making their players dress more professionally. Right. The problem is Um, that... Let me ask you something real quick, because you mentioned Mm -hmm. that if the owners want them to do that, is that somewhere written or is that a requirement of employment, so to speak, or? Well, I'm not. I know they have, they have some other things like about the stickers and putting things on their jerseys. I know that. Did this just come up after someone did it or is it already an expectation? Do you know? As far as what, dressing professionally, like NBA players? No, no, no. As far as standing for the anthem, because... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. No, I don't know if any of them have made any of their players do it. I'm just saying that if it does come to that, a team, then they kind of have to do that. And that's just like any other employment. I mean, if you say this is the dress code, this is the, the general behavior that we expect of an employee, then that's pretty much what you know, going to happen. Now, of course, those types of things are standard in a, in a normal business setting, like an office or things that we do. But right. you know, for So for let's them, say, mm-hmm. okay, so let's say um, I wear blue pants to work. 
and they don't mm-hmm. like blue pants. You know, the owner has some type of aversion to blue pants. So after I wear the blue pants to work, then they say blue pants are no longer allowed, right? So well, until the time that it became an expectation, there was I, – I don't see where I was at fault in wearing the blue pants. So I'm going to – I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a legal professional in this manner. However, I do understand somewhat of HR HR law. So in the sense that, for example, these sports owners, have, these athletes are responsible for the image of the organization, right? Uh-huh. Because the organization relies on their image to bring in fans. And uh-huh. so – whether you come to work with blue pants or pants or whatever, it isn't a problem. So the problem becomes when you wear something overly offensive, right? Because now okay. it's causing disruption in the workspace or now it's hurting the clientele that comes into the facility. And one, one example of that is that normally uh, organizations are unable to discriminate who they hire, what type of person they hire, right? They have to, everybody is pretty much equally applicable to be hired by an employer. However, when an employer when an employer can hire specific types of employees that cater to a particular type of clientele. So for example, strip clubs, right? They can hire mm-hmm. certain types of women. Um right. maybe not along the lines of race, but definitely regarding the size of the women, their waist size and things like that. Hooters was an example of that as well. So that's where employers have that level of freedom to, you know, pick and choose the type of employee they want. So all I say okay. is that there are times when, depending on the nature of the business, employers have more discretion over their employees than someone else. So in all right, so the, like the employer sports, now is the NFL team owners, correct? Yes. And in that case, if the empl- if the NFL team is doing things that causes harm to the business, the image of the business, then the employer can say you are to do X, Y, and Z. Now, the same Well, they could say that. Yeah, they could say that. I mean, just like when, you know, some uh, football players have been accused of sexual assault or abuse and things like that, they have no direct relationship to their job. You know, you and I wouldn't get fired if we were, you know, if someone gave up, put charges on us. The only time we would be uh, the only thing that would affect us is if it's going to cause us to lose our job. Like, you know, we go to jail so we can't go to work. But our employer can't. But I believe us. they do have some type of policy as far as criminal activity. And so sexual assault and all of and domestic abuse, those do fall under criminal activity. And later we can talk about, I'm sure, quite a lively discussion <laughs> about the leniency against right. those. But well, it depends. Like I said, it depends on the nature of the job. You know, if you work with right, children, right, right. If you don't, if you work in a warehouse, it may not matter. So it don't Oh, it matters if you have a criminal offense, don't you think? No, not necessarily. A lot, actually, a lot of warehouses. I are don't care if you got a job skipping rocks. I don't know. Okay. It depends, All it right. depends on the. It depends on the offense, and it depends on what the job uh, requires of you to do. So well, let's go back, back to the to, NFL. Let's yeah, yeah, let's go back, back to the back to the NFL. Um, but I think the real issue here is the is the miscommunication, misunderstanding between the two, two groups, right? So uh, the taking of the knee is 
a form of protest. And minorities and it's have not new. always it's not right. new. And minorities right, okay. have always done something to stage a level of protest, whether that's sitting in or, you know, marching or whatever, just to get the attention that is necessary. It isn't a direct assault on certain establishments or on certain types of people, but it's just trying to get a notice. And so in this particular case, uh, it wasn't the intent to attack the flag, attack the country, but it's an attempt to bring notice to an issue that is plaguing people in the country. The problem I here agree. is that the other Uh-oh. Well, the okay, other let me side, say this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry I jumped too soon. I agree uh-huh. with that part. Carry on. Okay. No, we good. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the other side of this is that people's, people are not interpreting it that way. And so what they're seeing is they don't see the connection. So there's, there's and I'm not just going to say white people, but there's people who do not see the connection. They do not see how you're taking a knee will resolve the issues of police brutality in, you know, in uh, Missouri or in Florida. What they do not see the connection. All they are seeing is that when the net, when they actually stand to pledge of allegiance or sing the national anthem, you refuse to give homage to the country that provides your six million dollar salary every day, or your protection, or your rights, your liberties, your things of that nature, and all their all in their mind is you are just not being respectful of those who made those sacrifices. And so even though you make the counter argument that that's not what it's about, nobody's listening. So neither side are listening to the other in both cases. One side and both sides think they're right and that their point is more important than the other side's point. And so that's what we're really dealing with. No one is because if you listen, no one side is saying that the other side is wrong for taking a stance against something. What they're, what, okay. That is what they're really upset about. And so I think that, you know, again, it goes back to my previous argument before of if we're saying that we have to, we're staying here and this is going to be our home, that we have to get along with, that means we have to figure out a way to get along with the people living here. Like, so, yeah, I'm still I'm still praying over that. Yeah, you told me that <laughs> last week. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm in the end, uh-huh. you're, we're going to see who's going to win this battle here. Now, the NFL also <clears throat> is predominantly African American. Mm-hmm. Now, so the league, the league owners, in my opinion, the league owners are trying to figure out what's going to, um, who's going to cave first. The, are the fans going to revolt, or the players going to revolt? Now both Why sides. Why did you say that? Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I got a question. I got mm-hmm. a question. Mm-hmm. There are celebrities who are saying they're boycotting the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have your president who called for people to boycott the NFL. Mm-hmm. Did, did they accidentally end up on the same side? The celebrities uh, and the president? <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> because... But, no, I mean, like, Jay-Z said, you know, he's not going to perform at halftime. You have uh, D.L. Hughley, who says he's not supporting the NFL until Kaepernick gets a job. And I'm just saying they're oh, boycotting. But they're boycotting for different reasons. They are boycotting for different reasons, but they're, they're asking for the same outcome. Oh, for the same so outcome. So I'm just saying, so it's <laughs> has gonna, yeah, anybody it's gonna noticed for, that? 
it's going to put pressure on the league owners. And I'm, I'm interested to see what the league owners do. And it's going to be a case-by-case basis. You know, okay. um, so I think it's going to be a case-by-case basis. Uh, the NFL as a whole, see, the thing is the NFL as a, as a, is the NFL Central is an organization unto itself, meaning like what you see on television, uh, the logos, the branding and all that, the marketing, that's one organization. And each individual club is its own business as well. So the right, because some owners whole, joined in with their players, right? Right. Some owners, right. So the NFL is going to have a discussion, which NFL is just a, a group, all the owners come together, and they're going to have to vote on certain things. So it's going to be interesting right. to see if they're going to do an NFL-wide policy or they're going to do a team-by-team situation. Some teams yeah. are going to probably face more public backlash than others. Some teams are going to have a stronger player stance that they absolutely not. We're not doing it, you know. And so the, the owners are going to be stuck in the middle. Do I do what the players want me to do, or do I do what the, the fans want me to do? The fans pay the bills, but the fans only pay the bills because the players play. So I, it's going to be tough to see what the outcome, you know, what comes of this. Well. Let's move on. It is going to be interesting. Uh, we'll continue our discussion, but let's move on to another topic that we've kind of been back and forth uh, trying to make sense of. Mm-hmm. And as of late, and when I say as of late, in the past few years, there have been protests and pressure mm-hmm. to remove any symbols, statues, or whatever that represent or honor something that has to do with the Confederacy. Right. And so there have been people that say, why now? So that's one thing, you know, we have to figure out. So why are we just now saying that we don't want to honor these? And then there are some people that believe it's good or bad. It's still a reflection of our history. So leave it alone because it is what it is. Um, I have my own opinions, but I I want to hear from you first. Yeah. So one, I do, I, I personally don't take offense to the statues and things like that. I think, and, so, and one argument I do agree with the argument that it is part of history, and just because a statue is there doesn't mean that we necessarily revel in it and say, "Oh, thank God that this person did what they did." Sometimes it's just remembering the path that we've taken um, and the players that affected us. Because the reality is, these players were real. These players did have a real effect, and if, if, whether they lost or they won, their actions brought us to this point. So, in a very neutral stance, is that it is part of history, and I personally don't see an issue with the statues. The other part to that is, I recognize that people may take offense to it, and I think that why now is only because the media brings it up. I mean, that's the reality. You know, media... Because what now? The media brings it up. The media puts something on on television, everybody jumps at it. I mean, the statue's been there all of our lives before we were born, and all of a sudden now the problem. But here's the thing. If we talk talk about statues being as symbols of oppression, then we Mm -hmm. have to include all symbols of oppression, not just statues of the Confederacy, okay? Because statues of the Confederacy are small in comparison to other symbols of oppression, such as the Harvard, Princeton, Yale, the 13 colony, uh, the, uh, the founding colleges that were started, the colonial colleges, they all contributed to the slave trade, all benefited from the slave trade. They are built upon the slave trade themselves. 
but yet we praise black folks who get in them. We praise the black people who get the teaching them. Why are we not rebelling against that? Why are we not saying, you know, I'm not going to continue to support an organization that was built upon slaves and acted as if they didn't have no, nothing to do with that. And then all of a sudden, only when it was brought to their attention, I think it was Harvard they had done it, only when it was brought to their attention, the Ivy League started to say, oh, we're sorry for this. But it was very low. They didn't change anything about their, their, uh, the way they do business. They didn't, they didn't offer, you know, immediate, like, okay, all black people can come to our school for free. They didn't, you know, they, they, they didn't do that. Okay. And no one, no one criticized them beyond just, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys did, you know, uh, encourage slavery in some respect. That's all they did. But they didn't stop applying. No one stopped giving them, saying that they're, they're these prestigious schools, no one stopped put, trying to get in there and stop trying to teach them. So okay. I think that we're going to jump on a bandwagon and start saying that these statues are a problem and because they are symbols, then let's, uh, let's acknowledge all the symbols and let's get rid of all of them. Now look at here, Lincoln. You got me thinking, for real. And I thought I was on the track and a part of what I originally thought holds true, but you do have me thinking in possibly another direction. So let me start with my thoughts on symbols representing the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that if there's any type of symbol, whether it's a statue, um, a plaque, or, or whatever, right, mm-hmm. that is in place, for people to honor what happened during that time. I have an issue with that. However, I'm also in agreement that that Confederate statue represents somebody's history. It also represents ours, but it does represent someone's history in this country, and they have value in that, partially because they still believe in the ideas represented by the Confederacy which is why there's so much back and forth. We're saying, hey, that time was a horrible time for my people, and they're saying, hey, that was a great time for my people, so we want it down, they want it up, right? And it's been up for years, but I think that we went through decades of silence Mm -hmm. and just trying not to cause waves. We had arrived, so to speak, beyond what, you know, what our ancestors fought for. So we're talking about the right to vote. We're talking about the right to sit at lunch counters, to drink at water fountains. And then we have the affirmative action act. So everybody wanted to be quiet because, you know, we're able to go to these schools now, right? So we don't want to cause any waves. And, yes, the media had something to do with it, but just like it's bringing light to a lot of other issues that have existed always. But we, uh, it wasn't as, I guess there wasn't a mass communication for it, right? So. I think a part of it is somebody, and and often it just takes one person or two people or a small group to spark these things, said, hey, you know what? I really don't want to pass by this symbol that reminds me of what was done to my people. And likely that's how it started. So let's get to your second part about these colleges and universities that were built from the slave trade. To me, that that's stretching it far, you know, a little far because this whole country was built off of that. And so, you know, it's hard to go past 
some things and not say it's a result of the slave trade. But do you do, would you equate that with a direct with a monument, right? Because yes. a monument in itself has a meaning. Yes, because the difference here is that we're born here. We're not born in a college. Okay, we had no choice to be here. You have a choice right. to go to Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Okay, you give reverence right. to a monument. You give reverence to these colleges. You give reverence to people with degrees from those colleges. So you you strive to go to those places. So there's a difference. Okay, no one is uh, uh, you know you know we know that people want to go. I really we know when someone says I went to Harvard that that rings bells in people's head. You know what I mean? That's that's just something that's part of the marketing of I I League school. There's also it what, is, but you know, no one is saying. Well, if you if you, had, if you tell a student you get a choice to go to uh, Howard or Hampton or Yale or Princeton, where do you think they're gonna go? I, I was tempted to go Ivy League because Ivy League is a path towards something I want. Taking out all the politics, taking out all the protests. You said it. If I had Harvard on my transcript, that was gonna open doors to places I wanted to go. So and, and nobody, am I going to shut that? And nobody can right. that. And that's and that's that's not what I'm saying. Is that it's easy for you to take down a statue, right? It's an easy target. That's part. That's why I don't like the bandwagon talk that we're doing. Like, oh, let's take down a statue because I'm like, y'all not really about that life. Y'all doing things that are easy and convenient for you. What about Yosemite? Um, the mountain Yosemite with the four presidents on there. Two of them were slaves. I know. I, I huh? What we gonna uh-huh. do? Blow it up? What you say? I mean, I don't know. But you talking about <laughs> monuments? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, let's get rid of right. all the monuments of slave owners then, because that's reminding us of the time. I mean, well, I don't Washington, disagree. You know, what I'm saying is that see, it's easy. The the press goes. People put on TV this monument, and we go right behind, take that, and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not. We're we're following like lemmings. To a to a to a cause that really doesn't do anything, it really doesn't right. do anything but cause more problems. If you really are serious about addressing the issue that we're bringing up, then do it all over. Don't pathway to do it, and don't do the ones that it's easy for you to get at. Do the ones that also make you uncomfortable because that's what it really starts to make change. And so I can't get on that bandwagon when y'all start talking about, oh, take down this mine and this mine. Because I'm looking at all the other mines. I'm like, well, what about that? I'll tell you what. I'm getting irritated because I really can't disagree, and I thought I had my mindset. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um <laughs> I'm going to have to continue to think about that. Listeners, I need some help. I need some feedback. Uh, again, please call in 865-409-1170. Leave your comments on our social media outlets or leave your comments on www talking with T. Two things we want to know about your stance on the NFL protest and also your stance on the removal of Confederate statues or monuments. So, Lincoln, thanks again for joining me on this Thank special you. edition of I've Been Thinking with Lincoln. And I guess I can't wait and see what we're going to battle next week. <laughs> me neither. 